Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Glad you're here this morning. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 14, starting a new chapter message titled Reserved. So last week we looked at Jesus being the narrow gate that people are saved by. You know, he's the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And of course, Jesus has been talking to us as we've been going through these last couple of chapters a lot about salvation, a lot about the heart that we have as, as people and moving forward in our life to rather live for the next life, to live for eternity, rather than putting all of our eggs in the basket of the here and now. And so Jesus is invited to the house of a Pharisee, and this would be the third invitation that Jesus accepts in the Gospel of Luke, and the, and the final invitation that he accepts in the Gospel of Luke by a Pharisee to come eat dinner at their house. And you'd think that they would learn by now. You know, Jesus is not real nice when he goes and eats at a Pharisee's house. In fact, he's called them names. He's, he called them hypocrites. And, you know, in what, at one point, the scribes were saying, well, Jesus, you're offending us as well by the things you're saying. He's like, oh, yeah, and you lawyers too. You know, and, that's, and he starts to go off on them. And so you'd think that they'd be like, okay, whatever you do, do not invite Jesus to dinner. You know, we should have some reservations about that. But they don't. And so they invite Jesus to dinner, and I think that probably the reason that they did is because they wanted to do a sting operation. This wasn't so much about inviting Jesus to dinner and being hospitable to the itinerant rabbi, nomad guy who walks around with all these followers, but rather let's catch him and let's stop him at doing the things that he's been doing. And so it says, verse 1, Now it happened as he went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath, that they watched him closely. This, this word, watched him closely, means to surveil someone. It means to, like FBI agent, watching the guy. When you hear the word, then, then you know, we'll all jump in. You know, we'll all, you know, attack him. We'll get, you know, get him. And that's kind of the idea here. They invite him. And, and then, of course, they're watching him closely, keeping an eye on him, hoping he, to find fault in him. That's the point. Verse 2, And behold, there was a certain man before him who had dropsy. And so they invited this diseased guy, apparently, or maybe he just came and was there. Maybe he wasn't invited to dinner, but whatever the case is, here's a guy who has dropsy, and they happen to put him right in front of Jesus. And that's like putting, you know, pills in front of a drug addict, you know. <laughs> you, can't just put pill, you can't just put this guy in front of Jesus and not expect him to do something about it. He's not going to let that go, right? And so they put this guy in, and dropsy is, uh, retent- it means just to, to be filled with water. That's what this word means in the, in the Greek. So he probably had hydrocephalus or edema of some kind. Oftentimes, you know, if you have kidney problems, maybe it was terminal. He had some sort of problem, and, and so he's swelling up with this water retention in his body. And Jesus sees him, and he's always looking for the person with the greatest need. And that's what Jesus is always attentive towards. And so they they put him in front of Jesus. And Jesus, verse 3, answering, 
spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So these, the, the, the lawyers, these guys were the scribes, or the one, they were experts in the, in the Jewish law, in the Torah. And then the Pharisees were a sect of Jewish people who did their best to keep the laws. They were, they were very conservative in the things that they believed and the way that they lived their lives. And so they were, they were the ultra-conservatives, and the scribes were as well. And so he asked them this question, what, what are your thoughts, you know? And, and, and actually, he doesn't answer the question. It says, ask them a question. It says he answered them. He answered the question that they weren't asking. Have you ever had the Holy Spirit do that to you? Answer the question you weren't asking or ready to ask? He, he reads their thoughts. He knows exactly what they're thinking. And, and Jesus, Jesus knew that they believed that it was unlawful to heal on the Sabbath day. That was very clear when Jesus was in the synagogue. The woman there with a spirit of infirmity, bent over, 18 long years, a daughter of Abraham. And when he healed her, the man, the leader of the synagogue, got up and said, you know, six days we work. Come on one of those days and be healed, but not on the Sabbath day. And of course, Jesus rebuked him, called him a hypocrite, and said, you know, don't you untie your ox or your donkey and lead him to water on the Sabbath day, and you're not going to allow this woman who's been bound by an evil spirit or by the devil for 18 years to, to be healed on the Sabbath? And so they already knew where Jesus stood on this, And he knew where they stood on it, but he just asks this question, and it says, verse 4, but they kept silent, and he took him and healed him and let him go. (laughs) Now, this is kind of interesting. The word let him go, and maybe your translation even says this, sent him away. Why? Why did he send him away? Maybe just sent him back to his seat, but it almost sounds like he sent him out of the place. Like, maybe he wasn't there to eat. Maybe he was just there to be healed. And so Jesus heals him, sends him away. Maybe he's sending him away to protect him from the people that are there. I don't know. But verse 5, it says, Then he answered them. Still, they haven't said anything. He's still answering them, saying, Which of you, having a donkey or an ox that has fallen into a pit, will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? And I I don't know about you, but I hate it when that happens. Your donkey or your ox falls into a pit. How many of you guys have had that happen to you? Uh, uh, your donkey or your ox falls into a bit. Anybody? No takers, really? Yeah, it's not really something that we deal with. How about this? How many of you have been stuck in a snowbank, stuck in a mud bog, not able to move your car, and you're or broken down the side of the road? Anybody? Okay, we can relate to that a little bit more. And that's kind of what this was. You think about it. You're going with your yoke of oxen, with your cart, and there's a big, you know, big muddy pit, and you don't see it, and the, the, the you know, oxen falls into it sinks down to his belly, you know, that'd be kind of hard, you know, spinning mud out of that thing, you know, pushing your ox out of there. That'd be a little tough. Or, or your donkey, you know, the other day we were going to Nampa in my car and we're, we're driving away from the park after the boys lost their football game. So we're already sad. And then all of a sudden I hear, I squeal and I was like, oh, that's the belt. And so I turned my radio down and I hear, and I was like, uh-oh, what's that? And I rolled down my window, and I hear, or I smell antifreeze, and I hear clank, 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 clank. I was like, oh, no, my water pump. So I pull over to the side, and I pop my hood, and sure enough, wiggle the fan. It's my water pump. I can smell antifreeze. I'm like, ah, oh, it's the worst, right? Luckily, Matt was with me, and so he called AAA. He's a member of AAA, and so they came and got hit him and my car, put it up on the thing, and we're driving back to Emma in this tow truck, and he said, hey, what's the gnarliest thing you've ever come across and ever had to tow? And, you know, great question, horrible question. You don't want to ask that question. He's like, the first thing he says is, well, we do a lot of, we do a lot of fatalities. And I was like, oh, 
yeah, I guess we shouldn't ask that question. And so he's, he's telling us about these horrible things, you know, like, well, okay, we didn't really want to know that. Just kidding. Uh, but um, one of the things he told us about was this water truck. He said that he had this, this guy had this truck filled with bottled waters, and 8,000 pounds of water tipped over onto a Xterra and just crushed it, just crushed it. And so... He says, they're all pulling water bottles, you know, cases of water off, and well, and there's glass bottles. He says, none of them broke somehow. He says, they're pulling them all out. And then all of a sudden, one of the guys is like, shh, be quiet, be quiet. And then they hear, are you guys almost done? And the guy was in the car, still alive, like his seat broke. And he was in there just laying, and he says, they got the last bottle of water out, and he just propped out, and he was completely unscratched. It's like crazy, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes... You know, it's, it's difficult. And, you know, if that happened, of course, on a Sabbath day, you know, you're going to deal with it, right? You're going to deal with what, what happens. But, you know, we can't really relate to the donkey and ox thing, but I think that it's, it would probably be really difficult. I mean, think about that. Donkeys are stubborn, for one, right? Trying to get them out of the pit would be hard just from their sheer stubbornness. But then think about a big cow or an ox or something like that. You know, that could be dangerous, you know, getting in and trying to push it out. And it kicks you, you know, or something. I don't know probably a lot of work and so he's saying hey you're going to do all of that work and of course the law said that they could do that you know in the in the Levit- in levitical law they could pull their ox or their donkey or their ox out of a pit verse six and and they could not answer him regarding these things because their oral tradition said that you could do that you know of course the law said you could do that but their oral tradition said that if somebody was injured or hurt you could not aid their wellness until the Sabbath was over. So like if they were bleeding out, you could stop the bleeding. There were certain things that you could do specifically, but you couldn't put salve on it. You couldn't bandage it. You couldn't set a break. You couldn't do any of that stuff until the Sabbath was over. And so, you know, basically they're like, you know, you, you can't heal on the Sabbath either. And, and so they were, not, they, they were not allowing, and of course that's not even in the law. That was just their oral tradition, but they weren't allowing Jesus or did not want Jesus to heal somebody on the Sabbath day. But how does God feel about that, really? I mean, think about it. In Psalm, in Psalm 103, verses 2 through 5, and I'm reading this out of the NIV, just because it, it fits better with what I'm going to say. But it says in Psalm 103, verse 2 through 5, it says, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit. And crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.